the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 376 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along. Another week, another podcast, 30 minutes of randomness, <laughs> technology and life. <laughs> Say it like you mean it, brother. <laughs> right. Uh, so you had a good week? Yes, not too bad. School holidays at the moment, so I uh, was in Rotorua for a couple of days. Oh, good. nice. Nice. Family's all good. Yeah, everyone's good. Cool. Um, yeah, no, I've just been working, I guess. Uh, I, w- I, I, I want to do a bit of a shout-out, actually. Proudlock Cycles. I think that's what they're called. Proudlock, anyway. Oh. They're in Frankton. Nice. So I, um, they, they happen to be the people that sell the trikes, eh, for the special needs people? Oh, is it? I think so, yeah. So it's you like see- an, one old dude. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. his cousin or his nephew was there the other day when I when I went in. Oh, nice. so I went in yesterday. I, I uh, pulled the back wheel off my bike. So, long story was, got a flat tire. Uh, thought I can handle this, so I got the YouTube video, bought an mm-hmm. YouTube, bought a couple of tools, you know, yeah, tire yeah, bits and pieces. Followed the thing on the inner tube, got it working, put it back on. Oh yeah, that goes. Rode around the car park out front of my place, put it away. I think that was before I went away to um, Piha. When I come back, uh, yeah, it's flat. I was like, mm. oh, I did it wrong. I did it wrong. So anyway, I thought, oh, I'll take it into a cycle shop. And for some reason, I had to go um, into Frankton or whatever, and I thought, oh, yeah, I'm sure there's a cycle place there because everywhere is, like, quite flash, and I felt a bit, because I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, I totally understand that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I was like, oh, I'll go in this place. So I, I I, had the back wheel in the boot of the car and I walked in. This old dude's there and uh, he says, oh, yeah, a couple of hours, a couple of hours and come back. And I was like, oh, okay. So I went and got a haircut and there's mucked around Frankton. Frankton's changed. We'll talk about that in a sec. Anyway, came back and went, oh, look, I'll come back tomorrow because – there's not that much to do around Frankton. No. And um, so I went back today and uh, I said, oh, what was it? Why did it? Did I screw it up? And he goes, no, there was a little bit of wire that I, a fine wire had run over and it was jammed in the tyre and that's what popped it. And when you put the new one in, popped it again. So, so I, I took it out, found it, pop, um, patched the hole, um, removed, found the wire, removed the wire, put it all together. Here's your wheel back. How much do you think he charges me for that? Oh, the way you've worded it, and because they're old school, 10 bucks. See, I was actually expecting more than that. Yeah. He charged me $6.50. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> okay. How can you be making money, bro? Like, maybe he's not. Maybe he's I'm probably money. not. I'm, it's a front. I'm, it's a front. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a money laundering uh, organization. He's he's dealing drugs on the side. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so shout out to Proudlock Cycles because if you want to get a little bit of, I'm thinking I should take the whole bike down and get them to do a whole um, service checkup service. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, yeah, I'm pretty um, certain the other people that uh, do the big adult trikes for special needs people. Oh, it could be. I, there weren't, weren't any of those in the showroom that I noticed, mm. but um, yeah, it could be. Um, yeah. So wandering around there. Um, and talking to the hairdresser because you know I got a haircut and stuff. 
Um, so I, I used to love going to Frankton, and it's uh, used to have the markets. Now the markets have moved into the um, the car park in the back, so they're not down the street. So it's taken oh, all the okay. people away from the shops. Apparently, I haven't oh, been there for a while. No, no, I don't know that. Um, you know, all the Forlongs buildings have been knocked down. Uh, no, They're gone. Yeah, oh. so I didn't know that till I went in there. So Forlongs, uh, for those listening that are from out of town, that's like this the biggest store that was in there, and the whole reason you know people would go to Frankton was Forlongs, and it closed a couple of years ago. Um, but yeah, no, they've knocked it all down, and so they've got these um, apartments going up, Rafferty Rafferty um, developments, and uh, part of it's done, but. I said, oh, it would be great. It would be quite a nice little village feel, you know. In theory. Uh, least, in, theory. in theory. And she goes, mm, yeah, you'd think so, but probably not. None of the people that are uh, living in the ones that are already there come into Frankton for anything. It's not the right clientele for the seafood grotto where I stopped and had some lunch. I was going to um, ask if you went there. Yeah, yeah, I went there for lunch. And I hadn't been there for a while. And I'm like, that is not a yuppie place. <laughs> <laughs> it is not not at all but it's great like i love it but yeah okay um and so they'll probably end up going she said the rent here she's been in that building for 17 years she um as, as a hairdresser she says our rent uh we're expecting that to go from twenty five thousand a year to fifty five thousand a year That's a, uh, what yeah um she's managing those uh those apartments for the owners this like she's managing two or three buildings and the owners were looking to have the stores down the bottom and do apartments at the top but yeah it's like you can't plan these things um they almost organically build themselves up you know what i mean yeah yeah so but i think it i still think it'd be a great place to live and um it's close to town, and if they have those stores there, a few, you know, that'll change somewhat. But um, you know, it's, it, yeah, I think it'd be pretty cool. Anyway, that was my uh, Frankton experience this week. Very good. Uh, no, I didn't have any experiences this week at all. Uh, uh, I got a couple of couple of stories. Um, did you hear about the school bell? And I've forgotten what island it was in. No, I didn't write it down. So one of the islands. We could say Tonga, we could say Cook Islands, we could say anywhere. I don't know. It's one of the islands. Yes. Um, a um, they they used an LPG cylinder as a school bell, and uh, actually, a lot of islands do that. Really? Yeah. Apparently, uh, it's it's, uh, a, it's just a no, thing. Never heard of it before. So, okay, I believe you. So the headmaster smacked it. It's been used. This particular one had been used as a school bell for over thirty years. So he smacks it this week, the headmaster, to get the kids in, and it explodes. <laughs> what? And he died of his injuries in hospital. What? He got taken to hospital uh, and died of his injuries. That's terrible. For whom the bell tolls, I guess. Um... <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, how hard is it to take the valve out? Like, seriously. I don't know. It's I thought not... you could just unscrew those valves. I mean, you know, you've got to get a wrench and stuff. I have you unscrew no idea. the valve. Once you've but, unscrewed the valve, it's not going to explode. <laughs> but after 30 years, you're just like, man, it'd be fine, mate. Just keep hitting it. Yeah. So um, I, I actually think um, if you if you um, 
unscrewed the valve and got uh, the welding kit, you know, proper thing, acetylene torch, and yep. cut the bottom off, you know, around the ring, either the top or the bottom, you know, around the, the metal oh, yeah, ring yeah, there. Yeah. It'd make a fantastic bell, you know, bong, bong. It'd be, you know, Tibetan monks sort of scenario. But um, that's, that's, I mean, it's tragic. I should, you know, not to make light of it, but holy crap. And you're right, if you've been hitting the same LPG cylinder with a big metal bar for um, 30 years, you don't expect it to explode and kill how, you. But how often has have they been dodging it blowing up? Like, have they been super lucky that whole time? And it was like, you have to hit it with the exact force in the exact spot, or has it been worn down over 30 years and it was like, that's it, time to blow up? I, I think that's what it is. It, it would have had micro fissures, um, the seam yeah. maybe, whatever, because um, there must be a seam in it. it. It started to corrode. I mean, and you imagine the islands too. You've got that hot, hot weather. It's uh, if expanding. they haven't, yeah. yeah, it's expanding and it's uh, building up pressure. Uh, I, I, it just blows my mind that they just didn't unscrew the valve. <laughs> like, what the hell? It's crazy. It's crazy. Anyway, have you have you ever thought about owning one of those Martin jetpacks? Ooh, is that a, is that a doable thing? I mean, would it cost me a couple of million dollars or something? Uh, no, it won't cost you that much, but it comes with no motor. So okay, so basically, they went into liquidation. I think is the gist of it. Uh, there's crowd that's selling. Is it that the on, New Zealand one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This guy's selling it. Uh, one of the prototypes. So it comes with everything except for the engine. Um, and when I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, cool, whatever. And it was going for $6,000, and it's currently at $25,000. There's two people bidding on it hard out. They want this frame um, and stuff. I'll send you the link. And What uh, sort of engine would it use? Do you, do, it's a jet know? engine, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but it all seems a bit strange. There's quite a few, uh, quite a few comments. There's a link to a video. Uh, Bubba okay, Watson. It's just off trade me. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's Kiwi's, the New Zealand version of eBay for yeah. our overseas listeners. Uh, they've got a link to Bubba Watson video. And Bubba Watson apparently is some sort of golf player, I worked out. And in 2016, they made a video in association with him and Oakley, who must sponsor him. And one of these jetpacks is done up uh, with the Oakley branding. It was sort of like, it, it's touted as it's Bubba's you know, jetpack, and that's what he uses to get around the green and stuff. Like they showed some people in golf carts, and then somebody else turns up. But the whole time, this guy does not go in the jetpack. Someone else does. Huh. I'm pretty certain it's not him. Yeah, because it's that last photo uh, on the thing. Um, I don't think it's a, a jet engine. I think it's just an engine to run those fans. So I, I don't know what sort of engine it would be. Maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, don't quote me on that. It'll probably say somewhere. So yeah. they're just they're selling it on the orders of the liquidators of the Martin Aviation Company. Someone oh, here's a random fact for you. It said, did the previous jetpack that you claim you sold for one hundred fifty eight thousand dollars sell with its engine and electrics in working order? And they said no. The gear was present but not operational. Much like this, it can never fly again. It had crash landed in water. Apparently, the video's on YouTube. <laughs> wow. I don't know. It seems like a waste of money for such a huge bulky thing. Uh, if, if you got a lazy twenty five grand, I guess. No, like be... I, I think I think if I wanted to fly around, I'd just buy one of those little gyrocopter things. Mm, true. 
True. Oh, what do they cost though? I don't know. Round about this ballpark, or this plus the cost of the engine for this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess if, if if it's similar price, get something that you know is going to work. Talking well, about talking about gonna, yeah, I was going to say you? while you're on auctions, oh. it's not exactly auctions. I've got a Kickstarter. Hang on, before we get into that, let's just I've got a transport thing, oh, yeah. and I want yeah, this might as well be a Kickstarter. So electric sea gliders are going to connect New Zealand cities by 2025. They reckon. Hang on, what what are electric? Sea gliders. Oh, sea gliders. Okay. It's uh, like a cross between a hydrofoil and a battery-powered seaplane. Huh. They can carry 100 passengers at a speed of 540 kilometers an hour. So you know Holy how, crap. So you know when you're going to die, it'll be quick and painless. Hang on, um, say that again. 540 kilometers an hour. Is yeah, that what you said? Yeah, and you're 10 meters above the ocean. Holy crap. That doesn't sound like gliding. My idea of gliding, when you say the word gliding, <laughs> it's it's sort of tranquil. <laughs> that doesn't sound like gliding to me. <laughs> you'll be yeah, no, you'll be able to go between um Wellington and Littleton um for 60 bucks. It'll take an hour. Anyway, these guys have come up with this thing that ex-Boeing engineers, everybody's next Boeing engineer, it seems. Anyway, uh they've come up with this idea they reckon they can do it in this amount of time uh they've got no funding they've just come up with an idea now the soviet the soviet union built this caspian sea monster is what they called it and it was huge like it was really big but it was non-electric like it was but it used the same effect (laughs) yeah you just shovel the colon yeah yeah yeah, yeah, pretty much but (laughs) yeah it it sort of failed as well and there's a mock-up in this picture of this thing this mock-up picture looks like it holds like one and a half people not a hundred uh so it seems to be a bit of a dream i don't think they're going to have it up and running in uh, what three years because apparently one of the biggest problem is is getting sign off from like civil aviation on this because it flies so close to the ocean so but if the hydrofoil is under the water, they can can say well, this is not an aircraft. No, it, I think it just floats above the water. It, it, yeah, but the hydrofoil normally it's like that surfboard that, that. Oh no, no, I understand that. They just threw hydrofoil in there because they learnt a new word. There's nothing in the picture or story that mentions it actually touches the water. Oh, what? It's just a plane. Okay. <laughs> it, it's just it's an electric plane that flies ten meters above the water. Because when it does that, it has less drag because it's sort of like flying above the ground. So as long as the waves are not 10 meters, well, 10 meters is huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Anyway, that's the same thing. Anyway, Kickstarter. you got a Kickstarter for me. It's, it's sort of a, a little uh, uh, um, anticlimactic after that. But if you want to click on the link in there, uh, Kickstarter Arcana, I like this. I think it's great. And what interests me, amuses me, is in the um, the corner of the video, it's got funded in seven hours. It does. Um, so oh, they, yeah. they 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 asked seventy four grand for it. Um, it's got eleven days to go as of right now, as of recording, and we're up to four hundred fifty three thousand New Zealand dollars uh, pledged. So what it is, and, and this is. You know, it's the D&D boys that I play D&D with every week uh, that, that put me onto this today. Um, they said, oh, have you seen this thing? Mm. And so if you play Dungeons & Dragons, I, I mean, we play it um, online right. over Zoom yes. and we use uh, Fantasy Grounds through Steam 
to play our games. But if you're playing live, quite often what you do is the tabletop game. So you have the little tabletop figures yeah. and you have tiles there and bits and pieces. What the Arcana is doing is you use your, you have an app, you use your device. It could be an iPad or it could be, you know, whatever tablet or, or a phone. You're creating the, uh, it's using augmented reality. So you're looking at your table <clears throat> through your device and the uh, map is there, you know, the 3D. Uh, Matt, yeah, yeah. Um, you can get the characters like you can. You, you this is where the monetization is going to rock is that they have teamed up with the makers of the miniatures. Oh, right, you can buy the miniatures, yeah, 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 virtual miniatures and stuff like that. Um, and so you can make your own maps, you can do all the rest of it. Uh, it, it actually looks really, really good, and so you can play together with a augmented reality or you can play um you know uh separate like um over over the internet and you're all looking at the same game over the um through the app uh, i like the idea you, you've got player view as well so you can see what your car- um your icon your your um little miniature statue sees and yes. you can go zoom into that level i think it's a really cool idea i don't think this is it the ultimate thing, but it's, I think it's worth getting into it now because they talk about it uh, further down the page. They're talking about, you know, this is going to really rock once you've got decent augmented reality eyewear, you know, yeah, the glasses yeah. or whatever, because it's your, your arms are going to get bloody tired holding that thing. Um, Cause you're th- rolling the dice by through the app as well. You're just flicking it through. They, um, I'm surprised this isn't a thing already, so I don't know if there's other competing products. Have you read who's behind this? Yeah, the I, I, creating it. Microscope. Well, yeah, no, but the people. Uh no, not really. Oh, so the head, the CEO, um, he's worked at Marvel Joint Studio, Sony. The second guy is Sony Discovery and Three Net. They've got Joe Manganiello, whatever his name is. He's the most famous D and D gamer in the world. He's an actor. He looks familiar, and I can't think what he's in. But if you scroll down, you might see him. They've got a guy that worked at Paramount Electronic Arts. They've got a director, a writer. They've got the game designer dude. Yeah, pretty. Uh, looks like a pretty talented team of people. No wonder they, um, you know, hit subscription so quick. And I mean, you know, they're only asking for seventy-four thousand New Zealand dollars to begin with. That seems like nothing. Mind you, I see. Or I, I reckon they're. The, the the monetization on this will be through all these um, relationships we've got with the uh, miniature makers or, you know, all those um, third-party um, Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he's the dude that played Deathstroke in uh, Justice League. What else? He's in something else we've seen. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, he's just in all sorts of stuff, that guy. Anyway, huh. very good. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Check that out. All right, what else we got? I got um, do 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 do. I, I, I this cracked me. Well, didn't crack me up, but you just it's a head shaking moment, right? So, I, and I I heard this from one place, and then I saw something else somewhere else. So, I'm not quite sure if the original take I got was accurate, accurate. Oh. But Israeli forces, so you know Easter's just gone. Yeah. And 
every 33 years, the three main religions or three main Judeo-Christian religions, oh. um, they correspond on Easter, right? So oh, okay. Islam, uh, Judaism, you know. And this Jewish, year was one of them. And, and Christianity, yeah. And this year was one of them. Okay, what do they do? Do they get together? Everybody wants to go to this one particular church in Jerusalem at the same time. Oh, of course you know, they do. Yeah, and and bits and pieces like that. But Israel attacked one of the most holy mosques in the Islamic world in Palestine during Ramadan. So, because uh, that's their, Ramadan's their thing, right? And Ramadan, again, insects Easter once every 33 years. And the reason given for the attack, so that these people are in the mosque and then the, the forces come in, throw some stun grenades and stuff. Of course. Yeah, you know, when I think of Easter, I think of stun grenades. <laughs> yeah, um, and the reason given for the the attack is to confiscate stockpiles of rocks that youth had allegedly gathered to throw at police. And so I, I titled my little story here "WMD: Weapons of Medieval Destruction," because who sends in a SWAT team to disarm people with rocks? Like what the ah? Don't know. Don't know. Seems a bit crazy. I think it's crazy. I think it's crazy. Have you been keeping up with uh, the, uh, there's a couple of things in technology this week. One was Elon Musk. He's, do you see that? He's going what, up to tw- Buying the Twitter? No. Well, yeah, wants to buy Twitter. Sounds like they uh, did the poison pill thing and have shut him out a little bit. We'll see how that goes. Because he just says, oh, I'll just get straight to the point. I want to give you a, what, was it 60 something million? Billion? Yeah, so basically he's talking to all the shareholders and saying, we'll give you, I forget what the price was, $55 a share, whatever the price was. Yeah, yeah. Which isn't quite what it's running at now. So it's a little under value, I think, It's but it's still you know, $66 billion or whatever the hell it is. And, uh, and I'll buy it and I'll make it, um, I'll take it private again and uh, I'll make it better. That's right. So yeah, I don't I don't know. People are uh, wondering what he's up to, but because uh, he he doesn't want to go on the board, eh? He just wants to buy the whole thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I think he's just um I think he's just bored. If you're gonna ask me, yeah, that's true. So Netflix has um lost uh subscribers for the first time in ten years. <sighs> yeah, I heard that today. So they're really keen on cutting uh cutting down on the Netflix sharing thing. So the other week they announced they were going to charge the extra rando sharing your password like a couple of bucks a month. But now they're sort of saying, oh, we probably want to cut it down. And this person wrote this thing. I read it to you. And this is the, net, the, the scene is the Netflix board meeting. And the executive, the first executive says, so let me get this straight. We've removed or lost most people's favorite movies and shows. Yes, that's right. And we've produced original content. And then we canceled the popular shows after a season or two. Yep, that's right. And then we raised the prices, so they now get less for more. Yep. Uh, And we've just announced there'll be a crackdown on password sharing, so people will have even less incentive to remain a customer after the content loss and price increase. Yep. I just don't understand. Why are people leaving? (laughs) Apparently, there's talk of them inserting ads as well, Um, possibly on the lowest tier plan. I saw some people freaking out about that. I'm not sure how true that is but if that mm. happens i think it'd just be like nah you can yeah. uh, easily download stuff if you need to yeah and that's the thing right honestly 
downloading stuff is easy enough. I the thing that gets me is the and it's this whole capitalist system perspective that 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 I think is just wrong. And and don't get me wrong, I'm not against the capitalism, but you don't have to have growth all the time. No, no, that's right. You know, they they are still incentivizing on growth, which I think is, you know, that's huge. It's really important as you're a growing company. But Netflix isn't a growing company anymore. Well, it shouldn't be. It's like it's it's a leader. I know. So so their um incentives have to change. I, I I don't know. I think I think they're looking at it wrong fundamentally. Now I was gonna I'm gonna read you something. I'm gonna read you something out because I think this is hilarious. Have you heard of the birds aren't real? Yes, vaguely. It's a movement, it's sort of like the gardening is illegal in New Zealand thing, isn't it? Is it sort of yeah? So I'm going to read you the story because, and I'm not going to read you the whole thing because it's quite long, and and we will link to it because it's worth a read. But I'm going to read you some of the excerpts out of this beginning thing because it just cracked me up. So early in uh, 2017, Peter McIndoe, now 23, was studying psychology at the University of Arkansas, visiting people in Memphis, Tennessee. Da, 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 da. This was right after the Donald Trump election and things were really tense. I remember people walking around saying as they felt they were in a movie. Things just felt so unstable. That's right. And it was the weekend of simultaneous women's marches across the US. Well, you know, across the world, but obviously it was in the US. Okay. And McIndoe looks out of his window and noticed counter-protesters who are older, bigger white men. Mm. And they were clearly aggravating they were encroaching on something that was not their event they had no business being there it felt like chaos because the will felt like chaos so McIndoe makes a sign and went out to join the march and this is in quotes it's not like I sat down and thought I'm going to make a satire I just thought I should write a sign that has nothing to do with anything all right it's just totally absurd and 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 bring to the 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 equation so the statement he wrote was birds aren't real yeah, and he goes yeah. out and he stands with counter-protesters. And they said, they, they asked him what his sign meant. And he improvised. He said he's part of a movement that's been around for 50 years. And it was originally started to save American birds, but had failed. The oh. deep state had destroyed them all and replaced them with surveillance drones. Every bird you see is actually a tiny feathered robot watching you. Like, he's just making this shit up. Oh like, gosh, it's like hilarious. So someone was filming him explaining this oh, and right. put it on Facebook, and it went viral. And Memphis is still the centre of the Birds Aren't Real movement. Um, you know, uh, is it a movement? Is it a piece of rolling performance art? Who knows? But anyway, um, all these people started bringing, you know, like buying into it. And, and the course. teenagers um, got into the point where they're like um, – Doves have be- way better um, visual acuity in those robots. The the dove drones are mm. uh, way more um, visual acuity, whereas this other ex- um, pigeons that which they pronounce piggins um, have uh, some other thing going on with them. And you know they just wholly built it out. He goes, it's no surprise that it first gained popularity among the high schoolers. The younger you are, the quicker you get it. Teenagers understand it. They don't need footnotes. 
I asked my own two teenagers if they're aware of birds aren't real. They went off on some crazy extemporizing where pigeon was pronounced pigeon and doves had the greatest surveillance accuracy. And it seemed that they really did have a good working knowledge of how fake conspiracy theory functioned with its need for jargon and taxonomy. <laughs> I then asked them the next day and it turned out they never heard of it and were just taking the piss. So there you go. But, um, but it's still a thing. And, um, he, he's given, um, interviews and you can see him being interviewed by Rush Limbaugh in total seriously playing this character basically starts playing this character oh my god and he's 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 talking about how the CIA was explicitly found to spy on the American public these robot birds were their crowning achievement listening to and watching everyone all of the time um, it just cracks me up <laughs> So this guy goes out, and now he's being on national television in the States giving interviews to, like, famous people for some crap that he made up on the spot and just, well. It just, it just shows you how far something can go. It's great. I know. It's crazy, eh? Anyway, I thought that was really funny. Uh, it's worth reading the uh, article. It's from The Guardian. Uh, we'll link to it in the show notes. Very good. It pretty much brings us to the end, Chris. It seems like a very short podcast, but it's the exact right length. Well. It's- just before we go, I'm going to ask you, have you, you heard about Tucker Carlson and his testicle tanning? Can't say I have, Chris. Um, <laughs> you know who there, Tucker Carlson is, eh? He is, what is his actual job? Is it reporter? Uh, yeah, Political he's a host. He hosts a show yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on okay. Fox News. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't okay. think anyone could re- um, actually um, call him a journalist of any No, 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 buddy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So anyway, has it come out that he does that? No, he, he's written a book and it's about, oh, I forget what it's called. It's like the death of the end of men or something like that. And he's done this. Um, he's done, uh, we'll put a, a link to a tweet um, or, or a news story that links to the tweet. Um, and he put out a, a, a um, what do you call it? A little trailer for the book, but it's, Everybody's giving him so much shit because it's so homoerotic. It's all men without shirts doing swinging axes. And there's one thing, because I, I saw um, Colbert, I think it was, take the piss out of it. There's a guy without a shirt milking a cow. And he goes, look at this photo again, and because it's a brief s- split second in there. And he yeah. freezes frame on it. He goes, there's no bucket. If you're <laughs> If you're milking a cow... And there's no bucket. It's not milking a cow. It's fondling some cow titties. That's what he's doing. Hang on. So <laughs> I'm watching this little clip now. Oh, yeah. I see the dude. Is that what he's doing? What is- anyway, it's just crazy. But um, the, 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 the um, testicle tanning thing, he did an interview with this guy. And the guy, the, this guy that's in his book, uh, an expert in. I don't know, manliness, whatever. He's he goes, standing. well, if you, if you want to take it to the full extreme, we do the red light therapy. Um, that's where you put um, a red light on your on your junk, basically. And and um, Tucker goes, yeah, testicle tanning. And so that's the thing. He's And, and it's just blown up. These people's taking piss it. Well, they start with the shot of a <laughs> pool, and all you can see is something glowing, and it pans up. And this guy's standing on a couple of rocks, and he's obviously naked. And in front of him, it looks like a little electric car charging station. 
um, only goes up to his belly button, and it's emitting a very bright light into his groin. And he's yeah. standing there with his arms wide open at like... You know, like a Jesus pose. It yeah, really does look like Jesus getting his testicle tanned, right? And it's like at sunset, I think, because it's sort of darkish. And there's like... This whole video is 49 seconds, and they spend... Oh, at least four... Oh, hang on. Yeah. They spend about eight eight or ten seconds on this guy. So it's a lot of screen time for this guy. <laughs> And and this is to promote this book, did you say? Believe so. So yeah. Um, so I mean, somebody I heard. Oh yeah, said, here we go. Somebody I heard said that um, if they um, if they really wanted, uh, you know, if evolution needed, if your testicles needed light, they wouldn't be where they are now. <laughs> they would have grown off the t- I, off your forehead or I something. I don't know. You know. I think this guy might be onto something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought we'd end it on a bit of a lighter note. <laughs> it's such a weird video. <laughs> I know, it's crazy, right? <laughs> and they're all doing manly stuff. Yeah, and, and that homoerotic, I mean, I, I that's not a phrase that I, I think very often, but when somebody said this is homoerotic, I went, oh, whatever. And I watched them went, yep, that's that's what I'd use to describe that. Yep. <laughs> there's there's not many people in this, right? And a lot of the shots you can't see their face full on. And there's a couple that you can, and they seem to show their face. Except for the guy that's flipping a giant tire. His face his face is blurred out. Who knows? Um, okay. Anyway, uh oh, I don't know. My mind <laughs> I don't even know now. <laughs> okay. uh, I broke to- Sam, everybody. I just broke Sam. <laughs> yeah. Okay, until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.